You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Welcome back. I'm so happy that you are here with us today. I wanted to talk more in reflective terms. The holiday season is upon us, and I am just in a celebration mode. If you are listening and are a new listener to the Culture Curriculum Chat Podcast, this is our third year, y'all, third year anniversary of the Cultural Curriculum Chat Podcast, and I'm so excited and so grateful, and I cannot believe that my little dream of starting a podcast and watching as many YouTube tutorials on how to make a podcast has given me the tools to share my insights with you all, as well as sharing my passion of multicultural education. And I am so excited that you are on this journey with me. And just looking at my stats so far, I pulled it all up. I have had a total of all time, 3,736 downloads, y'all. OMG, I'm so excited. I just love looking at my stats and even has the little map of the world broken down by continents, of course. And um, just looking at it, I have 72 downloads in Asia, 14 in Oceania, 5 downloads in Africa, 7 downloads in South America, 341 downloads in Europe, and the majority, 3,294 downloads so far in North America. And things to be grateful for this holiday season. I'm just so grateful that you have come back to listen. Another cool fact about the podcast that I'm super excited of is my total number of episodes. I've reached my, how many total episodes to date? Y'all get this. Super exciting. I have reached 92 episodes. And by the time you hear this episode, this will be episode number 93. So yes, celebrate. Boop, 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 boop. My podcast is three years old. I started and published my first episode on November 18th. Now, speaking of being excited, I wanted to reflect on Thanksgiving and a lot of our similarities in cultures. Being Liberian American, growing up in our household, we celebrated Thanksgiving. Being in the United States, we would have the turkey and family would come over. I think my earliest memory was in the fourth grade. We were in a new apartment complex. We just moved to Minnesota, and we won the turkey raffle in our apartment complex, and we thought that was a really cool deal. My sisters and I did. I don't think my mom did because she had to go through all the cooking of making this turkey and all the things, and it was a big turkey. So I think she and my dad called as many people as they can to finish this turkey, but that was one of my happy memories that comes with Thanksgiving. And we do celebrate Thanksgiving in Liberia as well. It is traditionally the first Thursday of the month of November, 
culturally, we're not making a turkey over there. We'll still have our check rice and gravy. We would have lots of fresh fruits and pineapple upside down cake is one of our big staples that we have for desserts. But we would eat lots of good traditional Liberian foods. Growing up, my parents and relatives, we would think of Thanksgiving more of being thankful in the religious observance. Um, Growing up, I was in an Episcopal household with that connotation of being thankful and gathering with family and just being gracious in the word, if that makes any sense. Uh, It's For us, it was used in more of prosperity and in faith, and as well as prosperity with the food that we are about to receive. So growing up in the United States, having Thanksgiving, my parents and relatives, we always kept God first with that in mind in the forefront. So for us growing up in school, the narrative of the indigenous peoples and the Puritans that came over and what I taught in the classroom and what I evolved as an educator by learning the history, Thanksgiving, the American version was always viewed as gathering, but very complicated gathering per se. It was also a gathering that in the indigenous people's perspective was a day of mourning. And so being an educator, I want you to think about whose narrative when it comes to Thanksgiving and traditions are we still amplifying? And what other traditions from different cultures celebrate Thanksgiving in a different way that is more under the basis of gathering with friends and family, but also recognizing the truth behind the American Thanksgiving, because a lot of us still shy away and say, oh, Jeb, I'm still stuck. I don't know. How can I, as an educator in 2023, still talk about Thanksgiving in a way that is honoring my Indigenous students in my classroom, as well as honoring all of the cultural groups that are in my classroom as well. There's going to be some books and blogs that I will have in the show notes that talks about the American Thanksgiving and how you as an educator and as a grown-up and a parent can have this meaningful conversation with your students and at home. I remember when we had our Thanksgiving as a family last year, we did an acknowledgement of the indigenous people, the land that we are living on, and saying a prayer and acknowledgement and solidarity before we said grace. So there's lots of things that you can do, have that grounding and meaningful connection with your families as well as with your students. And I will have that in the show notes below. Another funny Liberian Thanksgiving story that really comes to mind is my then fiance, now husband, Andy, came to Thanksgiving dinner with my side of the family. We drove down to the Twin Cities. We're at my aunt's house and we were there for Thanksgiving and we had a really cool board. Yeah, I'm putting the Swedish word out there of 
Liberian foods as well as uh, traditional turkey and gravy and stuffing, American Thanksgiving foods. And I told Andy that at every traditional Liberian household, and when you're going for gatherings, no matter what the occasion, there's going to be like a recycled, reused plastic jar. It probably was like from a bullion cube container. And after we use all the bullion cubes, we put like the like most spiciest pepper you can think of. Now, my husband, bless his heart, he's Scandinavian descent. And he likes some spicy food, maybe cayenne pepper and a little bit more, but he's never seen spice like he's seen in this jar. And I warned him, I said, sweetheart, when we get through the line, do not, I repeat, do not open that bullion cube jar and get a spoonful of pepper. He saw my relatives ahead of us getting that little bit of pepper, taking their little spoon scoop and scooping it on their plate and, and mixing it with their jollof rice and uh, their tobagi. And he was trying to impress my family. And so he's like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. I said, don't. And I, they call me a wimp when it comes to spicy Liberian food. We grew up in our house. My mom would add her pepper in, but me and my my dad and my sisters, we just did not like that. And so I told him again, this is a mistake you can't make twice. And he was trying to show off. And lo and behold, Andy took that jar, took a, two scoops of the pepper. And my relatives looked at him and they're like, oh, okay, Mr. Edmonds, are you sure? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got this. Fast forward, my husband was beet red, sweating coming from his brow and his forehead. He could barely keep his eyes open. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, you need to drive. I, I can't see. It it's This is hotter than I have ever imagined. I said, ah. And in Liberia, we say, mm, that's sweet for you. Like, mm, I told you. So, yes. Oh, goodness. And 20 Thanksgivings later, he knows every time we pass that bullion cube jar, he knows, mm -mm, I'm not making that mistake twice again. So there's so many fun stories. I cannot wait to host my family for Thanksgiving this year. We're hosting. We used to host in the past back and forth with family. But this year, my younger sister's coming up with her husband and three children. And she still is having PTSD in the sense of when I was in sixth grade and I was trying to be cool and making pancakes for the family for breakfast, but I forgot to put the pancake mix in. So yeah, we're still going through the Bisquick era of 1991. She still can't get past it. And so she's, are you sure you can make this turkey, Jeb? And I'm like, girl, I've made this turkey a bunch of times. So I will pause this podcast and I will definitely let you know how the turkey went after Thanksgiving. And uh, if I passed, finally passed the test of cooking with my sister's cooking contest and seeing if I made the cut. So I will definitely let you know. Okay, so I'm going to make sure I will give you the update. A lot of us, when we are coming to gather with family, there is also a lot of talk on what if we're at the table and a relative says a microaggression or they say something hurtful and harmful. 
I really want you to think about the relationship you have with that individual at your table. And I want you to think about, is there a time that you can have a conversation that's not at the table to talk about disrupting that microaggression? Is there a conversation that you can have by maybe asking, you know, what did you mean by that? Or this is not the time or the place to have a comment like that. Those are some things that you can definitely do. I highly recommend just calling out the comment by questioning the comment or changing the subject and continue on having a peaceful Thanksgiving dinner with your family. And then take another day that's not at Thanksgiving that you can have that conversation with that relative or with that friend. But you don't need to have a scene at the dinner table and and have your still be fully authentic in your way of responding to others. So when you are gathering with your folks and relatives, please make sure to take a breath, be thankful, grateful, and blessed that you are at the table, no matter what is on your table that you want to celebrate and how you feel to celebrate. The celebration is yours. And I'm so excited that you are here with me to share more of this reflective practice that we do in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So before we leave, I just wanted to let you know that I've got a new mini course that is on my website. And be sure to check it out on jebbaedmonds.com. There's all kinds of wonderful educational uh, resources for you on my website. So check it out at jebbaedmonds.com. I will see you here same time next week. I will see you same time next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.